You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. Hi guys, welcome to Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey uh, on the Earhole Media Network. Thanks for tuning in. We've got another awesome episode for you. This week in studio, we have two people uh, from the Bad Kids Collective, which is an alternative performance art collective. We have Scotty and Jezebel here with us. How are you guys doing? Pretty well. How are you, Jason? I'm excellent. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, hey. You're welcome. Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm so good. Good. So, tell me a bit about uh, about what the Bad Kids are, is... Take it away, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so, I am one of the, I guess, quote-unquote, founding members of the Bad Kids Collective. Um, I'll try to make this not the longest story in the world, but... Uh, I started doing drag in Salt Lake City about seven years ago, and I was part of a very like traditional, um, pretty drag troupe, if you will. And um, they were really mean, and I got really put off and ostracized and pissed and ended up quitting for a little while. And then my best friend Klaus moved um, to Salt Lake from Phoenix, where he was going to school, and we just decided to start going out to clubs dressed in like awful, like gory, sort of like offensive costumes. And we'd show up to drag shows and sort of just piss people off. And that's kind of where it started. And it's come such a long way since that. It was fueled by, you know, being ostracized and pushed out. But then as we started going out in these crazy costumes, slowly more and more people would would start dressing up at the clubs and it just became this movement of like expression. And then it moved into like the, the trans community and the like gender nonconforming communities of Salt Lake city. Like we've all sort of bound together to create this like gender anarchist movement. (laughs) I would say the bad kids is a safe space for anyone who wants to be involved in performance art of, really any capacity and that's kind of what we're doing with our talent search as well scotty can tell you more about that <laughs> yeah um we did a pageant two years ago back when we were sort of in that headspace of like making fun of it all we just thought you know drag is silly like it's people are taking it so seriously and at the end of the day it's like we're grown-ups putting on silly costumes like why not make light of it so we did a pageant and it's just it's come a long way. You know, we're on our third year and this year we have, there's, there's theater kids, there's trained dancers. We've had, we have singers, there's drag queens, there's femme queens, which are female assigned at birth performers who perform sort of as drag queens, if you will. And uh, the variety is just like crazy now. That's awesome. How, and you said this is the third, third year? Yeah, and- it's. It's our third year. That's awesome. And is that the pageant coming up soon then? Or? So we had our we had two preliminary rounds, and I was a judge for the first two, and they were this past Thursday and the Thursday before that. And then our final show will be the week of Pride. Is that a Friday, Scotty? Uh, it's actually going to be a Thursday. It's Thursday. June 4th. Thir- Thursday, June 4th? Yeah, where, so that'll be the finalists will compete in that. That's awesome. And what? where's the location of that? So It'll be Metro, right? Yeah, it's going to be at Metro Bar. 
So that's something people can look forward to coming out and seeing then. I would say it's probably one of the coolest events for the year that we do. Last year's was amazing. So I would say everyone should come out for that. The contestants really pull out like all of the stops because it's a competition at the end of the day. So people really just put their heart and soul into bringing like more than anything. It's just a spectacle. It's just like an amazing event to watch. Just a bunch of people coming out and like giving it their all. Yeah, and it's cool because we have seasoned people who have performed a few times, and then we have some brand new people that we've never seen perform before. So it's really awesome. That's to cool. Just get a mix of everything in there. Well, that's awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> so with uh, with performing uh, drag and with the bad kids, what are like, what are some of the uh, things that you've had people come up to you and and ask you, or just stupid things that um, people have said to you about whether it's performing drag and uh, with like. Yeah, just with with drag, with uh, any of your performances. Well, one of the things for me is I'll usually be, you know, talking about it at work or in casual conversation with people, and I'll say that I do drag, and they just don't understand it. They're they're just like, you're a girl. How do you do drag? Do you dress as a boy? Like, what does that mean? No, dressing as a boy would mean you're drag king. (laughs) That's a different (laughs) thing. (laughs) That's not what I do. And so I explain it to them from there, you know, without being completely condescending. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the one of the biggest things that would happen for me for a while, I would shave my head bald and I shaved my eyebrows off because as a performer, it made uh, different makeup techniques a lot easier, not having to like hide my hair. And uh, people would just come up to me and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, are you sick? Do you have cancer? Like, because I just had this very blank, you know, like hairless uh I always kind of thought I looked like a sexy, like sort of space alien, but that's how I like to think of it. I have my brows shaved off as well. It's alien chic. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's. I just feel like cancer's not really a subject to take that lightly. You don't walk up to someone and ask if they have cancer. It's it's kind of a personal, way too personal and yeah, intrusive. To... I don't. I don't think you should just assume people have cancer just because they're hairless as well. Someone asked me once when I was at a bar because I had my brows shaved off and they weren't drawn in that day if I had alopecia. So, yeah, it's just not really a thing you should ask people. <laughs> and then on the other hand, on the days where I would, like, paint a face on, um, I worked right by the City Creek Center for a while. And, like, this sweet little old Mormon lady came up to me and was like, oh, you must be an actor, I was so con- I was so caught off guard. I'm like I hadn't said anything to her, and she's like, "the the makeup is that is that for a play?" And I just kind of nodded and was like, "Sure, no. <laughs> the play of my life." <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Shakespeare? Yeah. It's like the whole world yeah, is a stage. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Drag is life. That's what Scotty always says. <laughs> right. Anything else that, like, uh, I mean, as far as when you first started performing, um, you said that you were, Scotty, you said that you were in a, a, just a a drag group when you first started. Yeah, it was. And they uh, were mean. What, like, what, were they just less accepting or mean to people on the outside or? So it was very much like this delusional mean girls mentality it was boys dressing up to look like super 
gorgeous, pretty, mean girls. And the act that came with it, like, I kind of feel like it manifested into these individuals. Like, I was always sort of the punk rock one. And uh, I did a performance once where I was wearing, like, Converse All-Stars and, like, knee-high socks. It was kind of a classic, like, punk rock schoolgirl look. And when I walked off stage, the queen who ran the show, like, pulled me into the dressing room and just gave me this huge lecture about how I wasn't wearing heels and I wasn't padded. And so I wasn't doing drag. And if I'm not doing drag, I can't be in a drag show. And I was just like, I don't want to be in your bullshit show. <laughs> and that was my last time performing like as that persona. It just seems kind of a weird thing to like have somebody just go out and like you went out and you performed and then have somebody pull you and just be like that. That was stupid. They like, fuck, you yeah, fucked it up. You yeah. fucked you fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> I, I, people I, don't believe in drag anymore. Well, well, back to the question thing. I mean, when I tell people that I do drag, they're always like, "Wait, like RuPaul's Drag Race?" And I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm, show that I'm, I know. I'm glad that that's out there and that's, you know, turning people on to drag, but I still feel like it's definitely more going towards traditional drag. And that's not what we do as a collective, really. No, not at all. I I like to think that if we had more money, we would be so high fashion. Because <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because to me, the bad kids is actually like it's concept. It's it's fashion. It's, it's concept. Super avant garde. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of like walking like bizarre works of art. Well, and I've seen some of uh, clips online that you've posted, Jezebel, and they've been awesome. I've just been like, wow, that's it's a cool performance. Oh, I'm glad like, you watched it. Yeah, it's a great. Well, it's. It's easy to like support one. It's just like from oh, I'm sitting in my on my couch. (laughs) Oh, and it's right here. Click. But yeah, it's it is really cool. So I mean, I would say that uh, anybody interested should definitely go out and and watch because it is very, very artsy. Like I really like. I I thought it was really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jason. Um, we do throw a party called Six, and it's usually the last Friday of each month. Yeah, it's the fourth. The fourth. So sometimes there's five Fridays, but yeah. we do have a, a really cool, it's, that's an even more, that's like a, a total extension of art plus drag, like more than ever. And we're moving on to our fourth sixth party, which is on April 24th. It's awesome. called Child. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that so creepy. Uh, like let's, we're not going to edit that out, but you guys should edit it out of your brains. That I just said some creepy shit like Child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think inner child. Yeah. Like that's... grown-ups building blanket forts. <laughs> so there there will be performances and then installations and then we have an amazing DJ. There are usually vendors and then sometimes like an art gallery by an artist we feature. And this is the general setup for each of the six parties that we do. And it's eight, <clears throat> this upcoming April 24th at, is it Metro? Yeah, Metro. At Metro. What time does it start? It starts at 9. At 9. So even if you work, you can be there. Yeah, come so, after work. So go there. <laughs> so uh, along with, uh, since we're still doing, uh, since this is stupid questions, how, uh, since you're doing, uh, like, that's alternative, how are you viewed by the more traditional drag <laughs> community? Like, I mean, because like, you were just saying that they were so shitty and, uh, like, when you were <laughs> actually part of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this group that you were no. with. 
was pretty. Is that too? Should I have not asked that question? Or I, no, you can ask yeah. that question. I, I mean, I'm just curious. I would about say that, okay. Like, so they're not. I mean, there are definitely some different like veins of drag, like through Salt Lake City and Provo and whatnot, and everyone has their own style in some way. But some of them like us more than others, I guess. I I don't know. Some of them <laughs> definitely hate on us, but I don't know. <laughs> I used to like take it all so personally and now i just want to like make some jiffy popcorn and like (laughs) just watch their facebook tragic drama yeah yeah a lot of the arguments do seem to i don't know just get out of hand on facebook and there can be a lot of infighting but at this point i've just removed a lot of people from my news feed because i'm tired of reading about it right and i mean as the bad kids collective like a huge focus that we've had is we want to be inclusive, but we also feel like we kind of reserve the right to like not let people in that are going to be drama or bullshit. And I don't think that um, like all quote unquote traditional drag queens are mean and dramatic, but it seems like with my experience, like it's it's more so in that world than it would be in like an alternative scene. Like we're we're all so different that we all just like we kind of need each other. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We're uh, the disenfranchised. <laughs> misfit toys. <laughs> the island of misfit toys. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't say that all traditional drag queens are like these mean, evil villains, but some of them are. Some of them aren't. <laughs> Just people are people. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's shitty people that... wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's always going to be some bad seeds in there that are trying to, you know, turn it on for whatever reason. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race would not exist if it wasn't for all of that, like, manufactured meanness. <laughs> well, that's because yeah, that's I a- think any reality TV show fuels off of that. Because if if people aren't bickering or fighting, if there's no drama, like, people don't don't care. If people were to watch real reality TV and just see someone go and punch the clock and work, and then come home and cook dinner and go to sleep and then repeat the process, it would nobody would watch that. I think one of the appealing things to RuPaul's Drag Race is the reading. I think that people like that. They like that spite, whether it's fake or whether it's real. That's part of the appeal to them, and that's why it has such a big following. See, I've never, I've never seen an episode of it. It's the sort of like stereotypes and stigmas that come from it are upsetting. Like, it's sort of a common thing for people to be like, "Oh, wow." You seem you like you're so nice, but like drag queens aren't nice, and it's I mean the because it's a reality show, you know, it's edited to show those pieces that are entertaining, and the entertaining pieces do definitely perpetuate harmful stereotypes. So, I think that's what Scotty's trying yeah. to make a point of here. Yeah, I just think that's kind of what TV does, though. I think with any in any anything, it's going to perpetuate stereotypes i think any show does that is the unfortunate well it's nice to i feel like the bad kids collective exists as the like we can be the counter sort of the counterculture to that and show people that like it's lighthearted, it's fun it's silly it can be i feel like we're very professional our shows run very professionally we a lot of us have theater backgrounds so it can be like it can be entertaining and all-encompassing and not have all of that like toxicity yeah well and i've from what i've seen of of the bad kids it is actually a really production value looks great the lighting's great sounds great you guys look like you're having fun 
and you're yeah putting on a hell of a show so oh, we are having fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> clowns and gowns <laughs> so how long have the bad kids been around then we so we celebrate our anniversary every august but the anniversary actually just pertains or sorry the anniversary is how long we've had a show like our, our own show at the bar but Klaus and I, the ones who like kind of started it together, we started just like going out in costumes like almost four years ago. And then I competed in Miss City Weekly a couple, uh, it'll be three years ago this June. And um, I met Willard and Lamia, who are two of the other founding members of the Bad Kids. And we were just kind of like parading around and doing shows that like wherever we could get a, a show until that August. So this coming August will mark three years that we've had a show for the public. Sorry, that was sort of a long answer, but no, no, that, but that, that makes sense though. Well, then how did it, how did you, so did you see it from, uh, when you and Klaus started, it started to grow like after you did Miss City Weekly or was it when you started doing shows that you started to see more and more people wanting to be part of this? Um, I think that it was when we got our show at Metro because really there was there were just the four of us that would perform. And then when we did our very first show at Metro, Jeffrey Hacker that runs the Thursday night party there, that's like kind of like the punk like alternative dance party. He just fell in love with us because we were all so like kooky. And then um, I guess I feel like the next piece of the story is for you, Jezebel, because you fell into it at the during that time. So I moved to Salt Lake about three years ago, and I always went out for Dance Evolution, which is the night that Jeff runs at Metro, and that's every Thursday. And I would go out every Thursday and every Saturday, and then I just started dressing up. And then I was having a birthday celebration, and Scotty, I met Scotty, who used to be cartel in drag. <laughs> and Scotty came up to me out of drag and asked if I wanted to perform with him and Klaus, and we did a show together, and that's kind of how I got started in and, the Bad Kids. And that was about three, did you say about three years ago? Well, I moved or? here about three years ago. That was like, I don't know, two and a half yeah, or so. I it's so. maybe like, maybe two years ago. So you, were, you weren't here in Utah very long before you, you started to... Yeah, I needed to develop a social life, so I just started going out. I had a friend who wanted to take me dancing, and they invited me to Metro, so I started going out there, and that's just where I felt comfortable, and then... I really looked forward to the drag shows, and I saw them. They were once a month back then, and then they started, you know, being more frequently, and we've evolved and changed since then. But, And then I was involved in the first Bad Kids pageant the first time, the very first year we ran it, so that was an exciting thing, too. That was really, my, I think, my first time performing all alone. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a cool journey. <laughs> well, and how, I mean, how, how was it? Because you were the first femme queen here in utah correct in salt lake city, in salt lake yeah. city yes. yeah in salt lake city because we have om unique out in provo now <laughs> um but yeah She's... i i really got started because Scotty asked me if i wanted to be a part of it and i was like i can do that i can be a part of that <laughs> yeah sign me up <laughs> <laughs> so you were even kind of a little surprised about being yeah asked, i was still like caught it. up in like the stereotypes of like girls can do drag that's a thing but there are some queens out in San Francisco that are femme queens. Some identify as femme queens, faux queens, bio queens. I just like femme queen because yeah. it just makes more sense for me. But um, they've been doing it like out in San Francisco for like a few years now. So it's been yeah. going on for a while. Um, 
But how, yeah, I guess I was the first in Salt Lake, which is pretty neat. That's awesome. Well, and how long has, has that been uh, around then? Like as far as a femme queen, about how long has that been? I don't know. I don't know a timeline for you. Do you know, Scotty? Um, I mean, even just a rough estimate too, because I mean. If, kind of a while, it, I would say. I think that in the late 80s and early 90s, New York City and like London nightclub scene, um, the club kids, which you'll see, you will find in the documentary film Party Monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. Party Monster timeline. Yeah, they were boys, girls, everything in between, like just people dressing up in these outlandish costumes and going and throwing crazy parties. And uh, they didn't really perform. So I feel like that's where we are different from that generation. Yeah, they were more like promoters or they were there to work a look and were more of, yeah, performance art. Okay. Specifically. But I guess if you were looking for like a birthplace, it would probably be the Club Kid era. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I would have not thought that it had been around even that long of a of a time. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the femme queens out in San Francisco I know are definitely more like avant garde and they're very like they're art queens. That's what they go for. We've had some out to visit. It's been awesome. They've they've actually been out here and performed. Yeah, we've before, had to right? we've yeah. had to come visit and perform at Metro. Who um who were they? One is Luna, and she's actually the drag mother of one of our members of the Bad Kids Collective. She's Blossom's drag mother. She got Blossom into drag when was he living out in California? Yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, he was living out in San Francisco, and she's amazing. And then we had B Dazzler, who is a longtime friend, I believe, of Princess Kennedy. Yeah. And she's one of kind of the pioneer, like, she goes by faux queen. Right. But she um, helped start up a pageant in San Francisco, which one of our Bad Kids Collective members named Chartreuse is actually going to go out and compete in. It's every September. Every September they do that. Yeah. B. Dazzler started the faux queen pageant out in, is it in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's out in San Francisco, and Chartreuse will be competing this year, which is amazing. That's so amazing. cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. How many About how many people go out and compete each year? Ooh, I don't remember how many. I want to say there were maybe like eight competitors last year, somewhere around that number. Oh, so not very I watched m- the videos afterwards. So. Not very many people even get accepted or chosen, well, accepted not, how I'm to. I'm not sure how they go about the selection process for that, because I'm not involved in that. But, um looks amazing (laughs) also in san francisco there's so much drag and so many venues and so many competitions that like eight people might there might really have just been eight people who just decided they wanted to do that particular competition yeah it's kind of like inundated with drag yeah it's a super like highly concentrated area where there's always a lot going on run by a lot of different people and is it just all over the city or is it concentrated to like certain like just i don't know because do they have like bar i've never been to san francisco so i don't it's, know if it's like got like um bars just that are on a, like certain streets just have a bunch of bars and so like they have nightlife kind of separated in in that way it's super separate. Like it's actually really spread out there. I oh, think that's really? why it's able to be so like inundated. Like Soma, which means south of market, is a part of town where like people will say, "Oh, the- she's the Soma queen," which is kind of like being a bad kid in Salt Lake City. The Soma queens are like super punk rock and just very like gender fucky, and they're 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 called they're like kind of put it 
it's still clicky for sure. In San Francisco, there's like total clicks, but there, it seems like they work really well together. Like, um, Honey Mahogany is like a beautiful, beautiful drag queen that was on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's a friend of mine. And she performs in Soma. She performs like everywhere. And she's like, they're all friends out there, but they do kind of have like their own parts of town, if you will. Yeah. Like this is, this is my home court. This is where I generally would choose to perform, but I can still go wherever Yeah, and perform there. That's cool that they're accepting and able to like perform kind of wherever. Anything, uh, anything that you guys have coming up besides six on the 24th? The 24th. I'm trying to think back to the calendar. But I don't. Um, our six events are the fourth Friday of every month. And so the one in May is called cake and we're kind of playing with that word and how it's become like this, like weird, like over sexualized term. Um, and then also kind of bouncing back to like arist- aristocratic times, like let them eat cake. So I think that'll be a really fun theme for people to play with. And that's in May. Yeah. So that's the awesome. one after child. Perfect. That's really cool. And those are going to always be at Metro, 9 p.m. and the last Friday of each month? The fourth Friday, yeah. Fourth Friday. Perfect. And yeah, Metro's like our home bar. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. And how can people get a hold of you if, uh, I mean, not like a hold of you, but if people want to find out more about shows, um, they they themselves are interested in, in performing, do you have any way where anyone could reach out to you and ask any questions or is there like a bad kids collective page? Yeah, we have a, we have a Facebook page for the bad kids collective. And then as far as performers, usually if you reach out to Scotty or Klaus, they take a lot of that in their direction. Yeah. We have um, a Gmail account that we've like, we kind of encourage people just because a lot of people do ask us about performances and sometimes it's on nights where we're out at the club and it's like, if someone approaches me when I'm drunk, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I really might not remember this conversation, but you can email bad kids, collective SLC at gmail.com or it's the bad kids collective on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I respond to emails, <laughs> <laughs> but not drunk accosts at the club. Yeah. <laughs> which do happen in the bathroom (laughs) and Um, elsewhere. Yeah. It's like you're in the bathroom trying to fix your makeup and someone's like, put me in a show. (laughs) And you're just like, that happens elsewhere besides just comedy. Someone just be like, when when are you, can I be on a show? And it's just like, yeah, I think it's all veins of entertainment. Yeah. If you're accessible in the immediate area, someone will come up to you. (laughs) It's not a bad thing. You definitely welcome new people. Yeah, it's flattering. Yeah. I, I try to always remind myself like never to feel annoyed by things like that because the fact that somebody is coming up to me means that I mean something to somebody and that perhaps I've done something good in the community. Yeah. Well and they like yeah, they obviously right. like what you're doing. Yeah. Otherwise absolutely. they wouldn't approach and be like, I want to be a part of this because nobody's like seen something shitty and been like, I hope I can be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That looks like it sucks so bad. I want to do that. <laughs> like so, I mean, it is compliment. It's complimenting to have somebody go, "Hey, I want to, I want to be part of this." And it's cool, like, to look back and see what you guys are, like what you've built. You know, like, I mean, Scotty, you've been, uh, you've had a show running now for three years, and, and Jezebel, you've been part of it for what two and a half, about two and a half years, and it's, um, it's definitely grown. And uh, I think I think that's awesome. So I think you guys should definitely be proud of what you've done. Thank oh, you. I think we are. Thank you. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. And you should be. 
Um, so, we also, you were asking about up- upcoming events. We usually do a show for Pride, too, at the Pride Festival. I don't know if we, it's probably still too far out to know any immediate details, but just watch out for that because we've done one the past two years. At for the Pride. Pride? Yeah. Awesome. Well, and if you do are doing something this year for Pride, it will be available like on your Facebook page. Yeah, then, absolutely. Correct? Cool. And the cool thing about that is that it's all ages. Sometimes it's a struggle because we do perform in a bar a lot and a lot of people are like, oh, I wish you'd do some more all ages things. Yeah, I think it can be a struggle too, as silly as this might sound, but like readjusting your subject matter and keeping in mind that a lot like, of it's dark you're, and you're, yeah, it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> the standards in, in drag are different when it's daytime. <laughs> Absolutely. Better lighting. <laughs> the sun. Ugh. We're sliding. Oh yeah, day. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to paint their face for daylight. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, in closing, anything else you guys want to to add? Don't ask someone if they're a boy or a girl yeah, ever. Don't grope them to find out either. Ask for consent before you touch someone's body. <laughs> I think that. I think. Yeah, I think that's the best way to end. Is ask for consent. <laughs> I actually just told someone the other day, I think you might like this. Instead of no means no, I think we need to go with yes means yes. Because it's it's way more positive. And uh, and then it's just like very clear consent. Yeah, instead of the like no means no campaign, it should be a fuck yes campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Yes means fuck. (laughs) And not when you're blacked out. Yeah, no. Blacked out, asleep. Uh, thanks for having yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Jezebel. Thanks, Scotty. And thank you guys for listening. This has been uh, Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey on the Earhole Media Network.